Right. Hey, we're uh, yeah, we're still in Genesis, as Michael said. We're in Genesis, Genesis three. Uh, we're at the end of the chapter, though. Uh, at the end of a chapter that uh, kind of a mixed bag because you have the sin of mankind here, uh, and uh, we know that's uh, what results out of that. That's where we're at, and our as far as we're concerned too. But uh, really, I think as what is more emphasized than anything is the redemption of God. And of course, we see the the first good news here, and we believe that God uh, atones, and we see that. That's what we looked at last week. Uh, but really, it's it's kind of one of the most tragic chapters of all the, the Scripture, but you have a glorious ending in it um, as far as the good news of salvation. God provides atonement. He covers the sin as He covered them up with uh, the, uh, the their garments uh, that He provided for them. And it's for the people who believe and persevere. They persevere in hope. We live by hope, don't we? We live uh, in the sense that uh, we believe God and His Scripture and as we live in a sinful world as it's played out uh, at the same time, Adam had to do that for a long time as he uh, lived to be over 900 years as he lived in a sinful situation. So uh, aren't you glad we don't live 900 and some odd years today? Anyway, God was good in that He uh, He finally uh, took them out, and um, Adam and Eve finally came into a um, perfect regenerated spirit. We'll say not uh, resurrected body yet, but also into the very presence of the Creator, uh, the one that they had uh, communing, communicated with before and had talked with, and it's you know they they had. Uh, a relationship with him, and it was never the same until they got to be with him again. Um, why don't we uh, open up with prayer? Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for giving a glimpse of your glory that you give us each day. We realize that through your word and just through uh, nature, even. And we praise You for just being a great Creator God, a God who is holy, a God who is deserved, deserving of praise and worship. And we, again, turn to Your Word to uh, recognize a little bit more about Your nature. And we marvel and we are in awe. And, uh, Lord, we want to take pleasure in Your Word tonight as Your Spirit guides us into Your truth. And we look to You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Chapter uh, chapter three twenty two through twenty four. Nice acoustics in here. Doing okay, right? I don't even need a mic. Then the Lord God said, "Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God." sent him out from the Garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out, and at the east of the Garden of Eden he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. 
And so in verse 22, we have the Lord God, Yahweh, Elohim. He says, um, he makes a statement here. And actually, this is the triune God. You get to get in on a little bit of the inner councils. You remember the, the divine councils? Uh, we've seen this already um, earlier, back in chapter 1, I think, uh, verse 26 maybe. And it was about making man. Uh, then God said, let us make man in our image. There is the triune God in uh, their perfect fellowship and unity. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And so here in chapter 3, when God is having uh, in His triune being, uh, as we have a little bit of insight into these inner councils, we see that uh, it's a council to not create this time, but it's a decree that man would be... uh, Expunged from the uh, the garden to be to kick to be kicked out of the garden, I guess you could say. Uh, so we have divine unity. Then the Lord God said, "Perfect total agreement here." And you have plurality here. Obviously, uh, behold, uh, man has become like one of us, and uh, that definitely points to the Trinity. It's good to have New Testament. Knowledge, and as we look back at the Old Testament, then we can see uh, and say that yes, that's that's the Triune God. We have uh, more complete revelation, and uh, it makes that Old Testament come alive. Then, um, first part here is uh, we can see that uh, sin keeps us from life. Um, a lot of different uh, thoughts on this, especially going back to maybe uh, some of the Puritans, some of the Reformers. And I'm not so sure exactly uh, if they're right on this interpretation. A lot of them have the same thought. But uh, behold, a man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. We've heard this from the time that we've uh, started reading the Bible. We know that uh, man has something about good and evil. Um, John Gill... One uh, who was from uh, England, who uh, I think he preceded Spurgeon somewhere about that same time. Uh, as far as this man has become one of us to know good and evil, um, he kind of took it as an irony, a sarcasm. And I'm, I really am not pushing that. I'm not even saying I even believe that, but I, I see that in several commentaries. And, but yet I see a lot of other different thoughts. Um, It's like he's saying, see how much a God he looks like? Now, it's kind of an interesting thought. You remember the serpent said, you shall be like who? Like God. And so I think what they're saying when uh, they come upon this, behold, the man has become like one of us. Like uh, It's like he's God. He knows good and evil. And they could be saying it in a a sense of, um, um, yeah, sarcasm, right? Uh, an irony here. Uh, no doubt, he knows some things he didn't know before. Uh, he didn't know evil before. His perfect innocence. Um, and so it's almost like God could be punching at him in the sense of, see how much like a God that he looks like with his coat of skins upon him? 
You know, why, does, why is he wearing the skins, right? Uh, he's filled with shame and he has confusion and, and look, he's dejected. I, I know, and that's what I say. Um, I, I think in some of these um, interpretations, they're, they're making God look like he's making fun at him. Um, I think what's interesting, though, is, okay, if, if there had been a statement like what the serpent had said, he's become like God, he's become like one of us, uh, that's probably why they're saying that. Oh, look at this. Here he is. Now he's looking. He's really looking like a god, isn't he? As you take a look at him with the skins and such. Um, but he is clothed with garments that were actually provided by God. Uh, and that, of course, uh, covered uh, them up. Uh, he's now bearing the image of the heavenly one. I would just take that. I mean, I just take that and read it, and I think that he's saying, I don't think he's. Well, I'll tell you, I, without confusing you anymore, I'll, I'll stop with that one. But I, the reason I just threw that out, you might stumble upon that in some commentaries, and I'm not even pushing it. Um, so, I think, I think the biggest thought is, I think what is obvious, what we're thinking of, hey, he now knows evil. Now, God does not know evil in the sense that man does. Man experiences it. God knows that there is evil, but it's outside of him. But to... Adam and Eve, now there is evil that they didn't know before and it's inside them. They actually experienced it where he hasn't. Um, he knows that anything outside of him, anything that comes short of the glory of God is called what? Sin, right? And um, I think uh, as far as um, what um, God had designed for him to be was to have the image of God, right? And he was made in the image of God, but yet at the same time, we know his image now is marred and it's defaced. And, uh, but I don't see a God here really uh, using uh, sarcasm or irony. Um, but they did lose all the good that, uh, that God had designed them for in, in, in that sense. Uh, Matthew Henry even said something like this. How many have ever read Matthew Henry? Few of them. Um, he says like this: How they were justly disgraced and shamed before God. I said I wasn't going to do this anymore. <laughs> Matthew Henry is known by a lot of people, uh, by God and the holy angels, by the ironical upbraiding of them with the issue of their enterprise. Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. A goodly God he makes, does he not? See what he has got, what preferments and what advantages by eating forbidden fruit. In the sarcastic way. Look what he's got now. What a God we have here, right? This is like one of the wise tells that I told you so. Is that what this is? I told you so. Yeah. 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 He definitely uh, would be bringing. He's doing a Dr. Phil. How's that working for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he's actually talking to himself here. The Lord God said, Behold, unless they're taking it this way, as the, the, it's almost like the triune God is talking to himself along with Adam and Eve there. Look like, and so that, this is a different slant than I'd ever seen before. I'd never thought of it that way. I can see why they would say it. 
uh, like I say, I'm not sold on that. Well, I'm not sold on it because, you know, <laughs> this is not going to go over tonight, is it? <laughs> to God than just knowing good and evil. And so the whole sentence is that uh, he's become like one of us knowing good and evil. That's a little bitty part. That's not God. Just knowing good and evil. He's become like God knowing good and evil. Well, we can become like God doing nice stuff, too. But that's not God. You know, so yeah. when I, I think you got that, some I people just, on your side there. I just see a little tiny piece there. Because they don't just stop saying, oh, look, he's become like one of us. Yeah. I think it's just letting Adam and Eve know that he knows what they've done and letting them, you know, sometimes when you actually hear something back, it sinks in more and has more meaning. Yeah, Darian, listen to me. That's the way I yeah. actually feel. I actually think that um, when I'm reading this, um, that uh, the first part of God revealing this, and you know, this is in the Bible because the Holy Spirit wanted it to be there for us. So when I'm looking at this, to me it's like the first part is God you know, within God considering what is what has gone on here and, and then it really the the more emphasis would be on the now lest he reach out his hand and take all the things. In other words, now man's gonna start doing some things with this knowledge he has that aren't good for him. And this is one of them right here. He's gonna he's gonna try to, you know, grab hold of his pre Yeah, I see him as just making this more of just making a statement and, and kind of like yeah. Like, I mean, why, why would God even reveal this to, for it to be in the Bible? Um, well, there's probably many reasons, but what what uh, I think the emphasis is that God is letting us know that now that we have sinned in Adam, we're going to do some things that are, you know, bad. We're going to continue to be bad. And this next action here is not a good action. You know, this, if we were to take, reach our hands and take hold of the tree of life, because, you know, we would put ourselves in that place and we'd do the same thing. You know, we, we think we would be smart hands and now we're going to be like God. Right. And this is where God is going to really show His goodness. Yeah. Even though they would it's think good. it would be good to take from that tree of life yeah. now. He's protecting them from the we, oh. we might know good and evil, but we sure don't have wisdom. Yeah. We sure don't have you know, God. Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of knowledge than, than God has. Now, they knew the goodness of God beforehand, didn't they? They knew the goodness. All they knew was uh, of that good. It's not that God is evil, but now he knew, Adam knew experientially what evil was because he rejected God's word. And he's feeling this. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a physical suffering here. There's a spiritual suffering. Um, he now knows a, a good and an evil in a way that it's, that it's actually here. It's in him now. So if he would have taken from the tree of life, would that have perpetuated sin forever then? That's, I think, what the, the statement is, is all about there. Because if he, if he takes that, then in the state that he's in... Um, and that's the way that most commentaries would would read on that sense. Um, yeah, the, two, the two things that, that uh, we're shown um, that Adam and Eve did once they uh, disobeyed God were both well. 
recovering. And then now they're going to try to do something here for themselves without God as well. You know, it's like they're going to try to be their own God. It's, so it's, you know, I think God just put a stop to all this, right? And, you know, says we've got to make, you know, I've got my redemption program. I'm going to. Well, you just said it right there. Yeah. It's it's God's program here. Yeah. And they're going to try to make things better. Yeah. They're going to fix it. They have no wisdom. <laughs> okay. Now, along the same lines, why did God even tell them not to eat from if he already knew this was going to happen? <laughs> That's the age-old question. Yeah. That, I mean, we'll, we'll Your head's spinning, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And to be honest with you, it'll continue to spin. <laughs> Unless somebody has some more uh, an answer that I don't have, well, I can say that God, God yeah, God knew from the beginning God to the end. This didn't surprise God. He actually was No. Could could He have intervened? Yeah. yeah. But He didn't want. But He didn't so intervene. I, plan. I mean, I think Carolyn's got a good answer on it. He wants to show His, his grace and His mercy and who He really is. Yeah, he's able to put something on display that he couldn't have before. Mercy, how would one ever know and experience mercy? I I like that answer. Let's go with that. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) But is your head still spinning a little bit? It's a little slower now, right? I'm going to go with that answer. Well, you know, if we if we try to get to the total answer on it, we'll wind up underneath the bed uh, quoting the the Greek alphabet. Right. <laughs> All right, you're satisfied. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really don't think that. You asked about the tree of life thing, but I really don't think the point of it is that there was a fruit tree with. Eternal life-giving apples or bananas, you know. Just like there wasn't a whatever. Is there some something magical in there? Yeah, the element that's going to. Yeah. 